listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, I had the honor of interviewing Marsha Van Weinsberg. Marsha is a life adversity coach, podcast host, and the author of the book When She Stopped Asking Why, which is about her journey as a mother who had to deal with teen substance abuse in her family. Additionally, Marsha has been a contributing author to books written by multiple people. I'm here with Marsha Van Weinsberg, who is uh, the author of When She Stopped Asking Why. Marsha, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Mm, Thank you for having me, Erin. I'm grateful to be here. Now, feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Absolutely. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling NLP trainer, author, speaker, podcaster. And my journey started uh, about 12 years ago when we started to deal with teen substance abuse. And it was not expected, came out of nowhere. And through that process, we found ourselves you know, navigating a really difficult time in our lives, being almost swallowed by shame. I'm going to say that shame, judgment, criticism, the opinions of others, yet still desperately trying to find answers. And it took me getting super quiet and recognizing that my way wasn't working. And through the process, I started to slowly find my voice and pour back into myself. And I started sharing my story on very small stages and learning how to share a difficult story, leave everyone in integrity and being able to turn my biggest pain into a purpose and that's literally what it is is a purpose now it's led to seven different publications and more in the works so i believe there's tremendous power in learning how to share our stories now without spoiling too much of your book when she stopped asking why what is that book about that book is my solo book that i released in 2017 And it is really, what do you do when your life plan doesn't go according to plan, which is literally always. And it was, how did I find my footing again? How did I, you know, go from where I was to where I am now? And the key piece of it being that I had to learn how to stop asking why. We're very, we're very much why focused and why only matters when you are working towards a goal, when you are replaying a story over and over again, trying to look for a reason why things were happening the way that they were. The why is never a solution. And so in my head, the turning point was when I learned to shift my questions from why to what, because what was an action word and what was actually help, what helped me to stack my habits to be able to create results in changing where I was, how I saw my story, how I responded to what we were living through, which ultimately changed the story. Now, uh, you mentioned you've written multiple other uh, publications, and one of them was uh, your work as a as the compiling author of Owning Your Choices, which was written by, I think, a total of eight women, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Without spoiling too much of Owning Your Choices, what is that book about, and what is it like to work on a collaborative writing project? A collaborative writing project is very different from a solo book, and I have been a contributing author, and I have led to collaborative books. 
that book we released in 2020 and it was the space of helping other women to learn how to put their story out there and how to share it in a way that can support the reader how not to be a victim of their story how to really leave everyone in integrity and it was a tremendous amount of work i can say that very different from my solo book but also incredibly rewarding because these women were starting to see their story differently and starting to see how far their story could reach and one of my favorite stories in there um without giving it away but she is a beautiful soul who connected with me from africa probably two years before that book was released and she was a survivor of human trafficking we had connected through the podcast and when it came time to put the book together i knew her story had to be in it she was a young student she had these big dreams of speaking at the un and knew that putting her story out there would make a huge difference we were able to put a gofundme together raised all the costs and we were able to help her put her story together to share it and that is probably one of my top things that I will be forever grateful for. You also co-wrote the book Everybody Holds a Story. How many people contributed to writing that book and without spoiling too much of that book, what is that book about? That book, actually, we had 14 authors that we published in that book. And again, different. Um, we were focused on body stories and what specific, like what kinds of body stories people had come through. It was actually inspired by during the pandemic, I was preparing and not knowing that I was getting ready for a very aggressive and invasive back surgery and i had my co-lead author was at the time a massage therapist was working on me and she said the words everybody holds a story and that was a moment where we recognized that you can't just consciously think about changing the story because so many people hold trauma in their bodies and they from the experiences that they've walked through so we decided to put that book together and it has stories in there from women all over the world from losing a child, losing a spouse, dealing with addiction, overcoming assault. And they are very, they're unbelievable stories shared in such a powerful and empowering way. So I, we're very proud of that collection of stories that is out there. Now, are all of the books that uh, you've written or co-written self-published, traditionally published, or is there a mix of self-published and traditionally published books? I would say there's a little mix. I had a self-publishing, it was a self-publishing agreement and support with my solo book. And I used that publisher um, for three of the publications. And so with that, I, you know, I still was doing everything myself, but I had the arrangement where she was working with me on a regular basis and putting it out there. The other ones we have done ourselves. We did one book where we worked with a publishing agency and you know, I think we're just gonna continue to do the work ourselves now. Now, uh, how often do you write? And if you have a typical writing routine, what is that like for you? I am very tapped in and I allow the downloads. So I don't have a structured that I write an hour a day. 
Um, when I practice, like do my meditation, do my subconscious work, I will have a download sometimes and it's like, oh, I love that. And I will sit down and I will allow myself time to write. When I try and force something out, it doesn't work for me. I also just work on keeping that channel open. And, but I do, I do write, I would say on a fairly regular basis. And it is, I share a lot of that openly on social media. I share it in my groups. And through that is where a lot of my compilations of writing have come from. Now, uh, pivoting back to uh, when she stopped asking why in the uh, subject of uh, substance abuse, what is your best advice to those who have a loved one who is going through any form of substance abuse? This is, this is, thank you for this question. And it's one that I get very regularly. You cannot fix, manage, control, or save anyone. You can be your best version of yourself and still love them from a distance, have safe boundaries in place. And sometimes you can be that example of what is possible. It is when I learn to surrender and let go and love them, not try to fix and control and manage and lead myself, that is when a lot of changes happen. I had a counselor who said to me that you, if your boys come back to you, you need to be a springboard and right now you are nothing but a big pile of quicksand. And that was my clue that she was right and I had to learn how to pour into myself first. So. When we are dealing with addictive behaviors, we can very much lose ourselves very easily. So pour back into yourself, help yourself so that you can be the best source of support, but always having healthy boundaries in place. Now, uh, do you host one or two podcasts? <laughs> I host two. I have my solo podcast, which is called Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And we are... We, we just released episode 550 today, and that has two solos a week plus one um, interview. And my second podcast is Everybody Holds a Story, and that we are past episode 100, and we really speak to people who have walked through difficult, challenging stories with their body and how they have overcome that. Marsha, you were a wonderful guest for this podcast, but before I uh, uh, sign off, I'm going to uh, mention uh, during this recording that uh, this is like the second attempt to try to interview. In the first attempt, you had a very unusual technical issue. Could you explain a little bit about that? Oh, I could do my best. I'm definitely not a technical guru, but I do know podcasting and I do understand um, speakers and microphone. We actually had it scheduled about a half an hour before we started. My microphone went all crackly. I assumed it was my microphone that was the problem. And then I went out, got another microphone, same problem, was testing it with my team and they're like, no, the sound is terrible unplugged all the microphone and they could hear me fine. So we figured it was a microphone issue, but the speakers were fine. And it took some, a lot of work to work with the um, Apple store to get them to take a look at it and really get to the root of the problem. And it sounds like the audio interface completely crashed. So the speakers worked externally, but internally it could not capture any sound. 
And so it was a very <laughs> challenging as a person who, you know, can be on and recording up to 10 episodes a week. It was a challenging week to have no audio. Well, I'm glad you got the audio issue fixed, and I thank you for appearing on the Heartland Author Podcast. You were an amazing guest. Thank you so much for having me. I really do tr truly appreciate it. Marsha was a fantastic guest for this podcast, and I hope you listen to Marsha's podcast as well. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now. You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at camparenapollo.witsite.com forward slash author AAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at author AAC and on Instagram at AAC Scribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, all rights reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.